This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap, episode 182. This is Rajeshri Sen. And this is Abhinandan Sekri welcoming you to yet another week of pop culture critique done by two people who may or may not know too much about it. But we pay low gyan nevertheless. Rajeshri Sen, this week we have what? Three films. One is a short film, two are regular films. Two are regular films. One is a documentary, one is a film and one is a short film. And then we have the Big Boss expert, which is Rajshri Sen. She has watched every season of Big Boss since one. This is Big Boss fourteen that she's going to talk talk about. Yeah, because I clearly have nothing to do with my life, or I believe in torture. And we have the latest uh, Bond theme song. Yeah. So we'll also discuss the Bond songs that we like. I'm assuming you like some other songs, Abhinandan. Did you say bong songs? Bong songs. So we've been told that Rajeshi knows nothing about bongs. We've got a letter saying slamming me, slamming and doing cultural appropriation. That letter does. It says Bhupen Hazarika. He's Assamese. Why will I claim that his song is Bengali? I have some. People inter- don't know context, so of course you have to read the mail. But <laughs> did you say bong song or bond song? That was my question. Bond bond song. No bong. Oh, yeah. We yet. talk about the. many bond songs and how far are we from the first punjabi bond song we are not too far from that i'm just telling you shut mika uh, singh singing next year who singing mika singh and akshay kumar is going to be james bond please not that bad but akshay kumar actors james bond in one of his films with rekha they just called some bond yes mr bond very mr. nice bond. see it was very clear what it was so that you are not confused So before we start, Rajshri Sen, have a couple of announcements. Uh, all you subscribers who have helped us in testing out a new website, thank you so much. Uh, we have fixed many of those glitches. We have uh, incorporated many recommendations. Hopefully, if we can get all that figured out by next week, you will be listening to this on our new website with a new podcast player. If all goes well, hopefully, after a long time, we have hopefully got it right. and those of you who have not seen it i hope you will like what you see once we launch it we have taken the inputs of many subscribers who we had sent private links of our new website to just to check if it's okay before we open it so it doesn't fall flat on its face but rajshree can i start with an email of course you can do whatever you want abhinandan it's free world okay thank sort you rajshree don't get too excited sort of free world i mean sort of free then yeah so this is from supriya Dear Abhinandan Rajshree, I'm a 63-year-old subscriber and I enjoy your podcast and listen to it on walks. My husband has subscribed for a while and I used to listen via his account till recently, but I took a separate subscription because I was moved by your reports on the Delhi riots. Thank you so much, Supriya. Really appreciate it. Thank you to people like you who keep us going. Uh, just I'll have you know, last weekend we had a lot of people, new subscribers who came in. Clearly, you appreciate the kind of reports we do. Do check them out on newslaundry.com. Our two reporters, Akanksha and Nidhi, have done phenomenal ground reports from Hathras. Uh, I will go as far as to say they're the best ground reports done by anyone in the Indian media so far on this uh, horrific issue. So thank you all of you who subscribed. We appreciate it uh, because we don't take any ad money. We only sustain ourselves with what you give us. So you can go to newslaundry.com and subscribe. Then Supriya goes on to say, "Last night I was delighted to hear an excerpt from one of my favorite Coke Studio songs, Channadi." I was amused at Abhinandan's ignorance when he said there were no Bengali songs about rivers, but less so when Rajshree displayed hers. There's an enormous genre of river music. 
songs called Bhatiyalis, which have been used in many, many films, including Ritwik Ghatak's Meghe Dhaka Tara. Sachin Dev Barman's Oma Jhire Tera Sahara Nadiya Ki Dha Like that. So badly he sang it. Huh? Na 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 Zene Vale Sabi Kinare I'm going to apologize to Supriya. Please keep listening. Oma Jhire Okay, read the next insult that she's uh, criticism. It's not insult. She's tick me off. Uh, in the was a classic homage to the Bhatiyali, which I guess is Bhatiyali. Bhatiyali is the songs that are dedicated to rivers. Also, I've never heard anyone call the river in Calcutta the Hooghly. But nice it is right with Googly. Ganga it's, it's always called Ganga by Bengalis. The river no. that meets the Brahmaputra in Bangladesh is called the Buru Ganga. Buri Ganga. Incidentally, Bhupen Hazarika wrote a Bengali version of Old Man River, the classic pal robber song called Over. So he, she hasn't said he is Bengali. She said it's a Bengali song. But Bhupen Hazarika, I'm not going to try. I said, but I said Bengali songs. I didn't say whether it was written by Bengali. You also, na? You're spreading fake news all the time, Ravsi. Very sad. But so tell me. Priya, wait, keep on. So, Priya, uh, thank you for listening. And I said right in the beginning that I am the last person to ask about Bengali uh, culture, uh, as in at least music and so on, because or I. Any, or any culture. And otherwise, very good at culture. But unlike Punjabis, I don't specialize in horticulture, agriculture. This is a joke. Punjabi people do not send hate mail to us. But uh, I, my cultural sense is a little low. But, but, uh, but me, I, it's not called that. Actually, I'm genuinely, uh, I'm not uh, being facetious. It's not called the Hooghly in Calcutta. I thought it was called the Hooghly. I don't know. Is she saying about my pronunciation? No, no. She says people in Calcutta, they refer to oh, it as no, a Ganga, not as a Hooghly. No, no. We call it Hooghly. Maybe the uh, my generation, which is just one generation below hers, calls it Hooghly. But we say we are going on a cruise. We go on cruises, by the way, on this river, Abhinandan. My parents' 25th anniversary was on it. Someone else's uh, birthday was on it and all. So oh, you go for a... Hoogly cruise. On a Hoogly cruise. You're not going to be on... I'm a Hoogly cruise, Jachi. Bengali Riviera. We are in Bengali Riviera when we are doing I'm a Hoogly cruise, Jachi. Hai bhat machi. This is why you won't be allowed in uh, to Bengal. This is why you weren't allowed in. When you were going for highway on my plate, they stopped you near the border uh, because they knew what you were like. So, Rajshri, tell us about... person. First, start off with serious men. Tell us about serious men. Because I'm a very serious guy. Thank you, Supriya, for listening to us, though. It's nice to know that our demographic isn't uh, limited to 20 to... 30 years. I don't think any 40 years other than Abhinandan and my friends listen to us. So, like strangers who are 40 years old don't listen to us. So, it's nice to know. But Serious Men now, which has a cameo by Manu Joseph. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes, he was asking questions in the. I wonder if Manu had practiced for that. I'm going to tweet her and ask him this. I was waiting till we recorded the podcast and then I was going to ask that. Did he practice for it? Because his dialogue delivery was very unstilted. But serious men. So we have a theme. Have you realized again? Actually, I don't know how you how you choose so themes out of what we've done. It is theme. Serious Men is about caste, lower caste and the struggle. Then that other, the discreet charm of... Savarna's is a complete take, yeah, take down so of Savarna. American mother, mother, <laughs> American. 
murder. American murder is nothing to do with cars, but I'm just saying two are And Big Boss and Billy Eilish? Big Boss is also, could be. Okay, why didn't you just tell us about Sirius and Raj? But these two have a theme. Two out of five is also makes a rule, I feel. Two out of but, five makes a theme, okay. Yeah. बचपन से बहुत झेला मैंने जर्नलिस्ट हिज बुक एंड नवाजुद्दीन सिद्दीकी the girl with the limp basically who is the politician okay i've never seen her but the one thing that i noticed was that the politician uh, who you know the guy who comes to their office he's khopdi from nukkad yeah that is there also you i'm sure you don't know nukkad or khopdi yeah i watch i used to watch nukkad hamlog uh, ye jo hai zindagi but which one was khopdi khopdi yeah he used to be drunk all the time oh well done i got I am a pop culture aficionado since the time I was born. So tell me the song that they used to sing when this guy was going. Uh, he used to be chasing the wrong girl who was not good for him. Oh, Archana Puran Singh was also in Nukkar, wasn't she? You sing that song, na kutte ki dum 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 dum. Ye hai madhu ki adaon ka divana, ghas leet ki batti ka parvana, kutte ki dum 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 dum. You remember the song? I have a feeling it sounded different, but sure. You're the co-founder of News Laundry. You must be right. Let's <laughs> be different. You know, don't be sarcastic. This is one of the most uh, the, the the most riveting song of our youth. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, Shweta Basu Prasad was in the news because she was like incorrectly accused of being part of a sex racket in Hyderabad. and for a long time her career had come to a standstill because of this because you know how the media likes running with stories so i hope so, she went to, i hope she filed court cases against those who had oh no that so you will work or you will do this that's true in india her great grandchildren will be fighting this court case so mm-hmm. anyway serious man is about this oh and we know the other guy also nasser who's the doctor the scientist we've seen him act in lots of films yes hmm The little boy is Akshat Das, who's very sweet, I must say. So basically, Nawazuddin Siddiqui is an assistant in the Astro National Institute of Fundamental Research. 
he's an assistant to an astronomer and uh, his wife is teaches uh, teaches i don't know work somewhere and they have a very young child who must be around looks around 6 years old 6 7 years old they aren't particularly clear about his age and the father is nawazuddin siddiqui has had a difficult life his name is ayan mani and uh, he's from a lower caste and he's had to but he's clearly got an education and he's working as an assistant to this man but it's been a struggle to get where he is right now and he decides that his son should not struggle but not by making the son study or like concentrate on the good things in life he decides that he's going to use the son as a like prop him up as a genius but he's a fake genius because the son is he basically tutors the son on what he should say and what he should not say and uh, it's like a fraud genius but the son doesn't really have a say in this matter because he's 6 years old and he idolizes his 6 or 7 years old and he idolizes his father and the story is about how things go south with this plan and uh, it is a commentary on how desperate people are when you are uh, trying to sort of pull yourself out of i i think it's a commentary on basically caste it's a commentary on privilege and how privilege is baked into merit and uh, connections and how fraud pulled by one i mean the, much of this has been communicated at a very subtle level so mm. i i don't know how much of it will be that clear to most people doing it but there is commentary on fraud done by the more privileged is not fraud but yeah. by someone low it is fraud it's so i i'd say it is a commentary on privilege and underprivilege and uh, the marginalized caste being you know the one in this case that is shown who has a really rough rough gig but have you read the book rajshree no you have i haven't uh, because i i mean i've heard a lot about the book i believe it's a fantastic book but the film was not a fantastic film so yeah so i also felt that uh, there were certain things which you know you're simp- i don't know whether you're meant to be sympathetic towards nawazuddin's character or not but there are points many points at least for me where you don't feel sympathetic towards him you cannot understand why he would do this to his child because his child's life pretty much gets could have gotten ruined or gets ruined i won't give that away the relationship with his wife the wife's character is interesting because she also comes from a similar background but she's made the most of it and is leading as respectable a life as she can and her life isn't particularly easy either and it's just i don't know i felt it wasn't tied together properly nawazuddin i feel has started acting in a i don't it's know nawazuddin he plays nawazuddin in every now, now it is so, so one thing is I, uh, so a i I haven't read the book but going by the film I can imagine it must have been a way way better book because much of what Manu Joseph is saying through the story yeah it translates very well I I really like his writing I don't always agree with his columns which sometimes I find you know I mean it's just taking yeah. a contrarian view with no real meat in the argument I mean it's just provocative for the sake of being provocative uh, but he's a fantastic writer and he's got an amazing mind I find I mean he's he's done some fantastic pieces that i've really liked so the book was written 10 years back 2010 right. so i can imagine many of the things that he says like for example two lines in this which really struck out for me 
Mm. Struck out, not struck out. Which, mm. which stood out, stood mm. out for me. <laughs> One was you have replaced your child with yourself in that photograph. Mm. The scientist says. Yeah. And the uh, second one is um, you have a problem with the world. Your child doesn't. Yeah. Which his wife says, no? Which, yeah. Which which reminds me of Rashdi's line from I think Shame that children are the vessel parents pour their venom into. Mm. So I can imagine. Uh, Manu writing some phenomenal lines in this book while telling the story. It doesn't translate very well to the film, and Nawazuddin doesn't sound Tamilian by any standards. He sounds like a Mumbaiya. So I didn't even realize he's supposed to be Tamilian, by the exactly. way. Until he said, "I am Mani," and uh, he started to speak Tamil. Yeah. I said, "Oh, he's supposed to be Tamilian." I mean, so what I'm saying is everything has become Nawazuddin. So what's happened in Nawazuddin is now he plays Nawazuddin in every character. Yeah. It's so unlike Irfan Khan, who, and I want to mention that I sat and watched Sahib Bibi or Gangster. Congratulations. Because Netflix, I have Netflix and instead of reading a book like my Bengali roots should sort of push me towards doing, I said, let's watch Sahib Bibi or Gangster. And for such a shit film, which it is quite a shit film. There were only two people who act properly in it. Raj Babbar is in the film also. Uh, Irfan, who must have also been thinking that why is the production quality of this film so bad? It's really terrible. Jimmy Shergill must have said, this is the franchisee I've got, like James Bond. I'm in every film. So I'm not going to say anything about this, but he at least acts. The other people in that film, nobody acts. Or knows how to act, which is Soha Ali Khan and then Mahi Gil and Raj Babbar. But Irfan in this film, which is such a, you know, it's very like, you know what's going to happen in this. He still acts well, even though he's been given shitty lines, shitty scenes to do. He's still a character in this film. Now, Nawazuddin has become like Shah Rukh and Salman and all. Who yeah, he's, in every role, he's Nawazuddin. He's not... Which is also interesting, but it doesn't... And he's never happy. He never plays happy roles anymore. He's always troubled or he's a murderer. <laughs> and, and a horrible, gruesome murderer. I think it would be interesting to see if Nawazuddin can just play a very normal character, a middle-class man with a happy, regular life. I, I don't think he's can play like... You know, like Nasir can play like a Farooq Sheikh can play yeah. like uh, that that film, Ye Tera Ghari, Mera Ghari. You know, that, that kind mm-hmm. of a role. Yeah, Nawazuddin now will not be able to play such a role. He, there has to be some kida in the guy. Otherwise, that's hard. So I don't know about Sudhir making many good films. I know he has made one of my all-time favorite films, which is Hazaro Khoya Shesi. And uh-huh. he also Khoya Khoya Chand, which I really like. Which Tiny Ahuja. <laughs> had Tiny Ahuja, Sonia Jahan and, and uh, Soha. Zoya. But Zoya hai Soha. Soha, sorry. Other than that, she's made... Uh, the rest of his films have been pretty terrible. Uh, so, I, I I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, the one thing that you said about this guy's basically pulling off a con job to try to make it in life. And that yeah. one outburst of his in the school that, uh, you know, I, I'm of a caste where my men aren't allowed in the house, but my women are allowed in the bedroom. Hmm. That when my father drank water from the well of the Brahmins, his spine was broken yeah. and he spent his whole... I mean, that angst is, I thought that scene was very well done. Uh, but, you know, Rashidhan, I had a friend uh, when I, uh, I was at New This is because you're so nasty to people, uh, it's always had a friend. Yeah, uh-huh. I had a friend and I mean, I don't want to take names, we were, you know, I mean, and back then all of us used to be good friends, no matter what our political affiliations were, reporting wasn't as polarized as it is now. 
and i remember we used to late night used to be editing in connot place so we used to go down and have pav bhaji and he had lied once to madhu to get this gig which he got hmm. and it was an outright lie he got two camera crews to go do the story and he managed to get it it okay. was like to interview someone who was very difficult to get hmm and he gave one lie to madhu was given the story given a ticket to go fly and that then you you know flying wasn't as he cheap as it now complete the assignment and then he went there then he lied his way into the pa's office he lied his way from the pa to the person to be and he got it so we were i said yeah uh, very cool you did this but how can i mean this is no way to report no i mean uh-huh. you can't you got so i'll never forget what he said he said nikku tu aisi badi badi baatein karta hai tu to doon school ka hai तुझे अगर इंटरव्यू करना होगा ना कल किसी को तू अपने किसी दोस्त को फोन करेगा उसका बाप कुछ होगा उसका भांजा कुछ होगा और तू दो दिन में प्राइम मिनिस्टर तक भी पहुंच सकता है हम नहीं पहुंच सकते हमें ऐसे ही पहुंचना होता है तो तू मुझे अपनी ज्यादा ज्ञान मत दे एंड आई थॉट इट इज अ वेरी गुड पॉइंट बिकॉज एनी टाइम आई नीड एनी थिंग टू गेट एनी वे इट्स अ फैक्ट आई कैन पिक अप अ फोन एंड कॉल सम फ्रेंड ऑफ माइंड कनेक्टेड समवेयर ऑफ दर एंड समन डू दैट समन डैट है I don't think it's fair to judge people who don't have that privileged position to go the correct way. That's that's all. I I I thought that I thought that came through in this. I thought that at least to me that came through that don't judge fraud based on you know. Yeah, but in this, I think what was being what you end up judging is not why he does what. Don't child. It's yeah that you're using the child as the sort of tool to get what you want. But, yeah, but to me that was more tragedy than than villainous because of yeah. the desperation of the guy. Because he is so, I mean, in his mind he's doing it for the child that he doesn't want his child to go through what he went through. He will not have my life. No, but that, that came through very clear when he, you know, catches that peon when he says, "I'll tell everyone what." Yeah, yeah. No, I also think what comes through very well without it being stated is that while he thinks he's saving his child from this horrible life that he's had, that he's actually making the child's life worse because he does end up doing that. But that is so totally on a blind spot for him that what I'm doing can be damaging my child. He doesn't seem to understand it, and he is very fond of his child. It's not like he views him. But the I thought the, I thought the ending scene was really good. Very very. Yeah. That was a nice scene. No, so it was a nice film, but I wouldn't like. I wasn't sort of riveted while I was watching it, or that I kept thinking about it after. Yeah, but it also had M. Nasir, who is a very well-known actor. He's done a lot of Mani Ratnam films. I've seen him in several Hindi films. Yeah. I think he was he was one of the parents in Roja. I really like him. He's a great actor. Yeah, he was very good as the astronomer. He was very good. But he's not aging because even in Roja, he looked this old, and Roja was like fifteen, twenty years ago. Success does this to people. Yeah. Have you seen how Adwani looks hundred and eight for the last thirty years? He still looks hundred. <laughs> now he's been let off by the court also. So now, no, he'll be hundred and eight for the next fifty years. He'll be there when the mandir is being built. Now Adwani will be there then, like the tears from the crypt, the crypt keeper. मुझे मुझे अच्छी तरह नमन है जब मैंने अपनी रथ यात्रा शुरू की थी मुझे नमन है That. I'm going to read the book Serious Man because this film has piqued my curiosity. Has it now? Yes. Spell peak now. Well, uh, spell yes. Peak. Spell peak. P i q u e d. Is that it? Very good. Another ten and ten. Now we'll talk. But, but you, even if I got this, I have no shame in admitting I have. You have shame. no shame. You have no shame. Full stop. Full stop. I have okay. shit spelling. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I have brilliant thoughts. 
So I don't give a don't shit about it. There are older people who are listening to this. Don't say fuck and all this. Okay. Keep it decent. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> Raju the nun. So <laughs> this one more one more email and then Raju shall tell us about the what? unbearable lightness of being Savarna. Sorry. Yeah. Sweet charm of the Savarnas. And then I'm going to say something about Bengalis and caste and then we will get lots of, I will at least get lots of meals. Saying I'm jingoist. Uh, mail is from Rahul, a subscriber. Thank you, Ria Rahul. Uh, and thank you, all you subscribers. Uh, just, uh, although Vignesh has overshot 400 words, uh, just try to keep your emails in under 400 words, yeah, so we can include as many as possible. And uh, you can write to us at contact at newslawny.com. I repeat, contact at newslawny.com. And in the subject line, please write awful and awesome or A-N-A. This letter is from Rahul. He says, Hi, Abhinandan and team. A faithful subscriber from San Jose. Big fan. Hey, Rahul from San, who's a fan? Hi. We lost one fan. Me and my wife wait for Friday night, 10.30 p.m. PST. Yes, we are getting old. 40 and 39. For Manisha to uphold her nuisance videos. And Saturday morning coffee is with NL Hafta. Keep up the good work. Wife is a big fan of Anand who gives a very different point of view to situations and of Manisha. Awful and awesome recommendations he has. One is called Poster Girl on Netflix. Okay, sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And one is Sakhara Peksha God. Sakhara Peksha God, sweeter than sugar. The link is below. It's on uh, YouTube. Okay, we shall uh, add this to our ever-growing list of things to watch, recommendation. But it is getting shorter. We have removed two things because we, we finally watched those. But we shall add these also. So thank you so much for your subscription and for your support. Rahul, appreciate it. So, Rajshri Sen, tell us about the... The discreet charm of the Savarnas. I just want to give one, uh, um, this thing, uh, disclosure, disclaimer here, that the cinematographer of this is a columnist in New Zealand. Very new. In fact, I just found out that, I mean, I didn't know he's a col- he's the same What's person till uh, someone in office pointed out that the cinematographer, this has been done by by our columnist, I was like... Has he signed a contract with you? Because after what I say, he might not want to this thing. I'll be nice now. No, you don't have to be. You are, you, you have not... You don't have to do the disclosure, a disclaimer. I do because he's my colleague. Okay, he's the cinematographer. Yes. Okay, I have nothing to say about the cinematography. Ha! Ah, wonderful. So, uh, the discreet charm of the Savarnas, which was strongly recommended by many people, and it's been floating around Twitter and all that, oh, watch it, it's really funny, it's a biking satire. It's a film about caste uh, politics and the way people who are not marginalized look at people who are marginalized. And it's uh, got just three actors and it's made by uh, Paranjit's production house. It's produced by him. It's written and directed by Rajesh Rajmani. Yeah, but it's produced by his uh, production house and they made some other films as well, some other short films as well. Mm. And it's about three friends who are three friends, colleagues who are in Bombay and they seem to be from South from the south, as I say, for people from Bengal, it's from the south and uh, they are living in Bombay and they make films clearly. And they are making a film about Dalits or there's a Dalit character in the film. And it's about their conversations with each other about finding an actor to play this Dalit character and how they are not finding because their actor has left the city. Yeah, that's the basic plot. Yeah. 
Now, the whole thing is, of course, on dialogue because it's three people. There's not much happening. They, they shoot in one or two locations. That's it. And uh, the conversation supposedly throws a, or shows a mirror to the kind of conversations uh, people have. Now, I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it like I felt it was there was no nuance to it. There was no subtlety to it. It was very clear what they were trying to do, that they were showing that upper privilege, the privileged uh, Brahmins of from the South have a way of thinking that Dalits look a certain way and that they themselves are being, they are trying to be woke by making a film about a, with the Dalit character, but they are being casteist in the way they are going about this whole process of saying, mm -hmm. does he look Dalit, does he not look Dalit? So it didn't do much for me. I just felt that it could have been better scripted. Like if you must write a satire, you can write something like uh, Parasite. That is a satire. To me, that is bitingly funny. And this was not. And I at least, thankfully, do not have friends who speak in this manner or have spoken in this manner without realizing the irony of what you're saying, right? That, oh, we are making a film about Dalits. Do we have someone who looks Dalit? And then when someone good looking walks up, they are shocked that she is Dalit. It was too... Predictable. Yeah, everything was predictable. And I thought their acting was very, very uh, bad in some parts. The heart was in the right place. It's clearly touched a nerve across many people. It's 21 minutes long. It's a yeah. 21 minute long. The cinematography is by Vinay Arvind, who has just started writing a column for us on tech, on, uh, you know, product technology, on uh, not just product technology, generally he's the his last one is about privacy and whatsapp and stuff so he's a cinematographer of this so i um a, i'll tell you what worked for me in this film one is it's taken up a subject and which no one has done no one has made a film on the complete ridiculousness of savarna conversations i mean this is the first film of its type so no one else has done this so it's a lift from a louis bunoel film which is the discreet it's not charm, the discreet charm of bourgeoisie, which was the same yeah. concept. Yeah, what I'm saying is it's not a lift in the sense they haven't copied it. They've they've kind of done a hat tip to that, but it is a original idea with an original. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean lift would be if they've copied a film. And that so this is not technically a lift mm -hmm. of the film. It's inspired then. I felt it's I've seen that film, so it's quite heavily inspired. So uh one is such a film has not been made, and I think to just hold that mirror up. So I think it was a, for that reason, it was definitely, I think that's why it's got a lot of attention and it should get more. The other thing was, I thought there were some bits that were, that were very funny. I uh, I laughed out loud when they were, um, you know, when the Tinder bit happened. <laughs> ah, the <laughs> Tinder bit I thought was very funny. I, I cracked up when they land up there. I thought that was a very, uh, very funny situation. And so there I, I definitely cracked up during that whole sequence. And uh, especially when he opens the wine, wine and stuff. No, and the way that guy says, when well, he says it's really expensive wine, and that short guy acts the best of the lot. Yeah, he's the best actor. He's yeah, the best he, taste like it. Yeah, he said it doesn't taste. Even I was looking at it like it was a pink bottle. So that was, I thought, very funny. I thought they made some points very well. Some points, like Raju, you said, were too obvious. I mean, I think they need not have been so obviously yeah. done. I think it could have been done in a slightly cleverer manner, too predictable. Uh, but... Uh, I mean, I don't know if it is the preaching to the converted or it is for people who don't realize the irony of it. Because I I do know of some Bana type, you know what the Bana types are? You know many Bana types. 
बना टाइप सा द बना राजस्थान बना बना दे द रॉयल राजस्थान टाइप ओके व्हाट माय फिल्म वाज अबाउट साहिब बीबी और गैंगस्टर हां दोस्त बना टाइप्स आई एक्चुअली नो ऑफ टू हु सॉ गुलाल एंड दे डिड नॉट गेट द आयरनी ऑफ गुलाल दे सेड सी राजपूताना दैट इज व्हाट वी आर ऑल अबाउट दैट आई नो लाइक हैव यू इवन रियलाइज्ड दैट ही इज अनुराग कश्यप हैज फकिंग टेकन द चूतिया कार्टोड ऑफ यू गाइस एंड बट ही एक्चुअली थॉट इट वाज अ इज अ शोइंग गुड लाइफ या so uh, so i think if you make it too subtle that could also happen but what didn't work for me like you said is some of the acting i thought that that short guy acted very well he's very good huh but the tall guy and this one it was a bit amateur dramatics type mm. it was it was not he has one or two things in the cab she's sitting in the cab her expression is very good because when you're sitting in the cab sometimes he was yeah so there were bits of it the yeah. bit, bits of it but i think that is because the lines and this is what happened which is my problem with vikram seth's uh, mira nair's that suitable boy mm-hmm. when you write lines in english and when regularly when we talk in english we don't talk in complete sentences we break into hindi yeah. halfway i mean the best english i ever speak is when i'm on this podcast with you otherwise my sen- sentence could start in english but it will not never end in english no also even if you're speaking in english the way i write a sentence the syntax I... will not be accurate yeah. it will not be correct yeah so i think that leads to dialogue sounding a bit contrived that rashi will you come on now will we yeah. hurry up i won't say like that you know i'll say also you do think that some of my cal friends who speak because people from cal speak in these full like written english sentences or most you think that it sounds odd but that's the way people in cal speak and all your people. friends are english huh? and bengali but that's fine <laughs> but but i uh, but overall i will highly recommend this film and the shortcomings in production and and uh, you know slightly amateurish acting not withstanding it's a comment that is an important one to make so for that reason i liked it also yeah clearly there are people who need to watch this film because just now i tweeted something it was about someone being bigoted about a brahmin father who's very upset that his daughter a brahmin daughter has married a dalit man and that's why he tried to kill himself but he didn't succeed so i said that's really sad because one less bigot wouldn't hurt and people have actually written to me and not said how could you say something about someone dying like you know that is insensitive they've said this is the tyranny against brahmins so i said i have nothing to say to you anymore no because you've just reiterated mm. what i'm trying to say so clearly people need to watch this so moving on yes i have one more mail which i shall read this one is from nijwim Nijwim says hi guys i'm a bit surprised that you haven't yet reviewed i'm thinking of ending things it's much talked about i couldn't fully comprehend the plot but it exposes the human condition and themes like memory identity old age and mortality yeah so one one thing i have to only say i watched half of it nijwim it is as you said i didn't fully understand it so i stopped watching and said i can't review if i don't understand how will i review it's very cool it's like a david lynch film you don't know what's happening Strangely, I didn't get bored, even though the pace was quite slow. Avinandan seems to be an admirer of Bill Maher's humor. Correct me if I'm wrong. Some years ago, I'd watched this documentary called Religious, in which he goes around the world asking people questions about their religion. Perhaps it might interest you. I'm not sure if it's available on streaming platforms. My final recommendation: a one-on-one interview between Avinandan and Yogendra Yadav. I know you don't seem to be a fan of his, going by your recent thoughts about his writings and the media. As a student who's read his academic work, he's done a great deal there. He also seems to be a thoughtful and eloquent speaker. However, I don't know about his political career. You guys worked together during the anti-corruption movement in 2011, so perhaps you know better. He's recently come with a new book, 
Perhaps you could interview him if you're so inclined. It'll be a fascinating watch. Thanks, Nijim, for your recommendations. Uh, I'll see. I mean, right now I have to do two interviews. One is with Vivek Agnihotri and the other is with Chetan Bhagat. I'm reading those two books. And after that, with Jay Shankar, hopefully. And then maybe I'll come to this one. But uh, thank you for your subscription. Thank you for supporting News Laundry. Uh, and one more email, Rajshree from Karthik. Hi, Rajshree Nabhinandan. I'm a long-time subscriber of News Laundry and really enjoy Awful and Awesome. I enjoy the banter on the podcast and tune into it for its great information value when it comes to world cinema. I'm from Andhra and having not watched much content outside Telugu cinema, I find your discussions on Bollywood and Hollywood quite fun and educative and many times felt happy having discovered this podcast. Yet I was very disappointed and in fact astounded that you didn't even have a passing reference to the sad demise of the legendary S.P. Balu Subramanyam in episode 181 on Awful and Awesome. This is an episode where you had a separate segment on music and it's beyond shocking. SPB, as he's commonly known, is a household name in the entire four states of the South. And it won't be an exaggeration to say not a single day passes in the lives of Southern people without listening to an SPB song. He is so loved that two generations of South Indians had tears in their eyes and are still grieving his sad loss, a connection I bet even superstars don't have with the masses. While he's a Southern icon, he sang 40,000 film songs in 16 languages, a Guinness World Record, and won national awards for his songs in Hindi too. Ignoring the death of such a legend felt like Team News Laundry mockingly saying, hey loser, this podcast is for North Indians and other elite who have exquisite foreign taste. What are you doing here to the South Indian in me? I won't be surprised if other South Indian listeners felt this way. P.S. I know it's a rant, but that's because I expect so much better from a half Tamil Abhinandan and Rajshri who has all the pop culture trivia at her fingertips. Regards, Karthik. Karthik, okay. please don't apologize. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Yiraj, you want to say something? Because I was yeah, because he tried not to read his mail out finally because he tweeted to me and I explained to him why we hadn't because we recorded our podcast five days after S.P. Bala Subramanian had died. So because he wrote to me and he said you discussed someone else's death, I've forgotten who's. So I said, yeah, but we recorded the next day. Five days later, we recorded. The, like, it's not like a slight against him. Yeah, but so, I don't think it's just that. I mean, I don't think it's a North-South thing. I mean, I do. I, I mean... Honestly, I, it wasn't a conscious decision to either include or not include him because on the weekends, I think he, I think he had died. I don't know Thursday, because I remember I watched on Sunday. I saw full one hour shows on him on several channels. Yeah. I think uh, Karthik, uh, from I, I mean, I can tell you honestly from my point of view, it's at least for me, it's got nothing to do with. Also, when he died, I think it's he was not top of mind for me. Uh, I agree, but it's not because of a north south thing because. He was also, uh, I mean, I know who he was. I mean, of course, like, you know, he's very well known. He was Salman Khan's voice in Mene Piyar yeah. Kiya. And Hum Aapke Hain Kaun. And, you know, he's been <laughs> for a lot of the Rajshree productions. Yeah. But I think this is an unfortunate thing of singers. And uh, uh, I think in the tweet, uh, Karthik had mentioned Irfan. Yeah, that you discussed Irfan. But... I think what happens is with, you know, uh, background singers and lyricists, they often don't get that top of mind recognition because they are in the background. Like, you know, someone had pointed out, uh, I think a few haftas ago that I missed out mentioning the lyricist in one, like, uh, or even the Punjabi poet, like, Ek Kuri Jada Na Mohabbat Hai. It's, it's hmm. a very famous poet. And I, when I had mentioned at that time, I did not mention the name or even know the name. Hmm. And embarrassingly, I still don't. Although hmm. it had been told to me at that time. So I think that's, that happens with background music because I think even if, you know, one of the most famous I mean, right now there is no one other than Lata Mangeshkar of that stature. But, you know, I, I think the only one for me who was really huge was Kishore Kumar because of the amount of things he did. But I 
I'm not sure I, it would be top of mind for me for a lyricist or a background singer who died because I did get a mail about a year ago where a lyricist had passed who had written I think some ridiculous amount of songs, some three thousand, four thousand songs, and written like that's that's a lot of poetry, and we didn't mention him. But I think it is because unfortunately that's that's not top of mind. That's what I can think of. No, so another thing is I do at least for me an Irfan, a Chadwick Boseman. dying is they died so young that that also to me shocks me i think that not that because he's old therefore we should not because we just dis- discuss olivia de havilland but then my point is she did the opposite she died when she was 105 and was walking around and giving interviews till the but last you don't think it's because the actors that's why they're top of mind i mean if if a, if a singer should we treat she uh, any well known actor uh, singer passes away whoever bupen hazarika say if we were doing the podcast at that point maybe we would have discussed but i do think it was also the uh, the day it was, it was on the fifth day yeah it was the fifth because i checked to see this because uh, i felt so bad that we had been accused of ignoring the south and we don't because of abhinandan we are always mentioning the south even if i think that you should only discuss the east very funny but uh, anyway thanks kartik for your mail uh, we'll try to be a little more um, you know up to date in future region agnostic will be region agnostic. but like i said it's not region yeah. it's it's to do with lyricists and background singers they they top of my nota recall recall nota that's it's it's true now um, american murder rashi sen My name is Nicole, and I'm calling because I'm concerned about a friend of mine. I dropped her off at her house at two in the morning last night, and I haven't been able to get a hold of her this morning. There was no note or anything. No. I don't know what to do right now. I'm worried sick. This is completely unlike her. Did you cause Shanann's disappearance? We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised anything. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. I watched the whole thing. Believe it or not. So I will tell you what American murder is. It is a the genre which has been done to death, true crime. Uh, it's called American Murder, the Family Next Door. It's directed by Jenny Popplewell yes. and uh, music by an Indian origin, at least. It's Nenita Desai and edited by Simon Barker. It is uh, a story of a family. By the way, guys, spoilers coming up. Although I would not recommend you watch this. So fucking <gasps> listen to it with the spoilers. Why you but, didn't like it? No, no. But anyway, so I'm just saying my review will have spoilers, so I'm just warning the people. But why are you saying don't you didn't like it? No, I didn't. But no, you go ahead first. Don't let me color your view. No, so I have an absurd uh, uh, sort of fascination. So I applied for criminology and I did not make the final cut. Actress. So I have a fascination with serial killers, murderers, psychopaths, and so on. It's just I felt I wasn't shocked by uh, what this man did because I think people are capable of gruesome crimes, and especially when they are in love. If someone's in their way, you're if you're a little too obsessive, you are capable of anything. But it's basically about this family living in uh, Colorado. and it's a young family they look like they must be in their early 30s or so and shannon watts and uh, i think his name is nick watts i've forgotten i think it is nick watts and they have two children two and three years old and uh, this is a woman who was very very active on social media 
everything was on social media as in she'd put up videos she'd put up videos of the kids put up videos of what was happening she would have conversations with she had followers on social media and so on which is why the footage for this is all real video footage i think that's the part i also found a little interesting that they'd managed to put this together purely on recorded footage it's there's no reenactments in this chris was his name chris what chris chris and uh, he looks like a normal happy american husband and he has a job on an oil it's not an oil rig i don't know what that is a uh, Yeah, these are basically oil storage tankers. Yeah. And uh, basically, she goes off for work. The kids are left with him. They have a dog. That dog was concerning me. That where did the dog go? Then they explained it. And she comes back home at two a.m. Her friend drops her. Her colleague drops her home. And from the next day, this woman and her children are missing. The husband says he doesn't know where they are. There are messages from him on her phone, and. Uh, he has basically as the title says so it's not a spoiler he has murdered her it is a spoiler i mean it is i mean in the if you don't know yeah, about okay. it i guess it was a very famous case if you're following us media hmm. those of us who aren't i mean you wouldn't know so i mean yeah. it was a revelation to me in, in the film but yeah but the i think the calculated uh, manner in which it was done the reason why he did it and uh the gruesomeness with which the murder is as in at least the way the kids bodies are disposed of is just and that he was carrying on this he was planning on carrying on this normal life i don't know how he thought that would happen and uh, also the way the investigation happened how they break you down so they so they don't show that interrogation which happens where she's calmly telling him you know you must tell the truth you must there's like there's no chance that you're going to get out that was a 7 hour interrogation so we see whatever 10 15 minutes but it was 7 hours of them talking to him and breaking him down slowly but uh, so i liked it because i find it fascinating to see how people's minds work on like you know that logic has just totally escaped Right. So I mean, I didn't like it at all. And uh, my question is, why was this made? I mean, why would you make something so shitty? And I'll I'll tell you why. And the only only reason this stuff like this is made is because there's footage available. Because this woman would post everything on video. Yeah. Today I'm washing my face, brushing my teeth. These are my children. I'm so happy. I'm so sad. Like fuck. Like every everything day. Everything is online, basically. So, and then that the police gives them the footage of the interrogation. uh the trial footage is of course there for public domain now my question is i find this rather i, I mean i don't know whether it's disturbing or strange but how do the police decide who will, will they share the footage with i mean if it's public property then they should just put it online and everyone should get access to it like as a documentary filmmaker can go ask for the footage to this they'll give it to me but not to the other i don't know if that's sort of how it happens or does everybody get it her facebook videos are probably available to everybody yeah, yeah that's uh... i just it just sickened me he basically kills his two children these are his own children one is i think four and the other is six two, two and three two, two and three or whatever they are really young so i mean it's it's sick uh, and and he he just puts them in the tank when they were alive he doesn't it's even cold blooded it's as cold blooded as a death a why would you show me all that video of him playing with his kids you know what i'm trying to say is that the value of a film around this is if you can you're not just satiating my base voyeuristic needs Like for example, even that girl's friend 
who probably has shared the whatsapp details like you know when they're yeah, yeah. falling okay, apart months between them yeah the marriage is falling apart she's been away for five weeks she comes back he doesn't touch her even want to have sex with her so you know she's whatsapping a friend that dude i'm horny as hell and mm. i've just had a shower which means i want sex he's not so she says go for it mm. go enjoy yourself honey go for it just grab him and then she texts her back well he's not touching me like why the fuck would you give that kind of detail like how is that relevant to the story i mean as a as a maker okay you want to show that the marriage is falling apart you already established that earlier why would you completely strip a person of any dignity after death i just thought i mean it made my blood boil for various reasons one is that how can you do this to two children i mean fuck doing it to any children to your children i mean seriously no, no, and but actually why no. the fuck would you include all these intimate details about someone who is dead it's just not right i mean i just think it is an exercise in voyeurism i would say don't watch it it's a horrible case of a man who killed his wife and two children and his wife was pregnant with a third child because he was going through a midlife crisis and the fucker you know like happens with many losers and we have seen that in power right now many losers are in power and they've never tasted power like this so they do ridiculous things a fucking loser who's never pulled a chick in his life suddenly gets in his midlife a really hot chick he starts having a scene with so let me kill my family so cause this is the only chance i'll get so that's what the plot is you don't need to know anything more and i would say don't watch something so disgusting so i would say definitely watch it because it to me it was an excellent crime true crime story ek to this true crime one was getting on my nerves true crime uh, that we are getting on your nerves you can't just you can't just strip a dead person of all dignity it's just not right but those are the only texts other texts you had a problem with but i thought that set the thing now that how can you i also do sometimes wonder with people that you how can you miss every sign that something is wrong something is so wrong like what his neighbor said it within it might not have been 2 minutes it might have been a half an hour one hour segment that when they go to the neighbor's house to check out the cctv camera and he goes off and the neighbor just softly tells the cops he says there's something very wrong he doesn't talk this much ever he's way too fidgety there's something very very wrong over here i so i felt everything at least so to me i think it shows how people behave not people we would hopefully know but how if you're deviant and if you're psychopathic this is how you would behave and how i don't i telling you i find serial killers so i'd watch the dead bunny film also right which is also very gruesome when you watch it i i think like i've watched many of this true crime genre i mean some of them you get why it's made it's a story worth telling there is something to it even this may be a story worth telling but i don't know i mean the only reason it was made is because there's footage available and i think we'll see a lot more of this genre going forward because we are in a generation yeah, where they put everything on, on social media instagram everything is on fucking video everything is so aapka kuch bhi kaand agar hoga to aapka jo jo social media pe hai yeah some wonderful director will take all that take some news footage and do a true crime fucking film and that is so yeah it just it left i i just did not it left a horrible taste in my mouth this film abinanda but it's not supposed to leave a good taste in your mouth it's supposed to leave a horrible taste abe yaar i don't mean that way i just I, i was i was like why the fuck would someone make this why would someone do this to someone why would he do this to his children why would the filmmaker do this to us why would he do that to the wife <laughs> like what the fuck okay I, mean, i think our listeners should watch this and let us know whether you agree with me tell me do you think do you think it should have been made yeah right, right? <laughs> 
So Rajshri Sen, uh, you will now tell us about Big Boss. But before that, I have a longish email. And uh, Vignesh, sorry, I won't be able to read the whole thing because it yeah. goes way over our word limit. Read the parts complimenting us. There are some parts. Huh? There are. That's a rarity. I'm trying to find it. I thought I saw someone. <laughs> no, he's trashed us actually. So Vignesh says, I recently managed to subscribe to News Laundry after multiple intense rounds of lobbying with my right-wing parents. Now I take special pleasure in listening to your pay-to-keep news free sermons. And seeing them for the brilliant marketing strategy that they are, without guilt for not paying, getting in the way. To be honest, I've barely followed through with your movie and series recommendations. Too poor for Netflix and don't have time for the movies yet. Yet, with the exception being a fantastic animated Punjabi chitta short film, I listen to this podcast exclusively for the hilarious equation that both of you hold, and with the hope that somewhere in there I shall receive validation for my taste in music. However, as a Gen Z. A demographic I haven't noticed in your subscribers. I'll assume you have the statistics. I would love to see a little more contemporary music-related re- coverage. I used to consider myself an amateur music reviewer without the adjectives and adverbs. My language skills need improvement. But your previous episode brought things into perspective. There were some missed opportunities, though. No mention of Dua Lipa's fantastic new album. I'm assuming that awful and awesome A and Ain't. Primarily serves to bring in more eyeballs to your subscription package. Oh. So I would highly recommend an episode mentioning K-pop bands like BTS are hugely popular in India and at least in the West command politically active fan bases. Keeping in mind your good taste, keeping in mind your taste for good MVs, I would recommend Blood, Sweat and Tears by BTS, Do 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 by Blackpink, Kill This Love by Blackpink. The former has an overachieving theme and is genuinely good music, while the latter, too, I feel. Expensive to look at and listen to. While I don't think you'll be able to review full-on album, both of you have enough on your plate. I'd love to send some recommendations to the people listening to the podcast. One is Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. The other is Lady Gaga's Chromatica and Taylor Swift's Folklore. And uh, then he has highlights from the album. He has said are Cardigan or Exile, August, and Illicit Affair. And he said something about you, Rajshri's Twitter comment for review on folklore for some time. But I'm assuming from her comments on Camilla and Taylor in the previous episode, she's heard it and not liked it. No. So have you liked? Are you a Swifty? Taylor Swift fans are called Swifties. I didn't know that. I'm gonna call you Swifty from now on. No, I just haven't heard. Oh, I did try and hear it. I didn't think it was great. We okay. our producer told us to review it. In fact, Judah told us, and I tried, but I think we are too old. So Vignesh, I will be honest with you. The I mean, my music expansion stopped in the nineties. After the, there's very little music that has really touched your life. Yeah. So I'll try, but honestly, this I the other day I mixed up Dia Lipa and someone else. Who did I mix up? Dia Lipa also. Call me Senorita. Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello. I so these are people I just hear the names from my niece and nephews. So. I can't like listen to their song and review it. I don't know what to say. So, I don't sorry. know what to say. <laughs> I, I have I have no view. <laughs> but I have a view on uh, Big Boss, which I didn't watch the whole of. To be fair, it was on mute because it's, it's a daily show. It started. It's a daily, so I watched the opening that whatever the inaugural uh, episode because I was switching channels and I saw Radhima. Being guided into the house, so then I put the TV. I kept the. Usually, took off your slippers. Yeah. 
and yeah. he sat down radhe radhe that very good radhe radhe and uh, i read that she is getting paid 25 lakhs for each appearance i don't think that this is incorrect because he is getting paid salman is getting paid some like it, it's almost criminal the fees that are paid to him to host this show like for each episode that he appears on mm-hmm. so anyway the show is in its 14th season they have run out of celebrities obviously because there aren't so many celebrities so these are all unknown people i have not seen any of these people once in a while i put the volume of unknown we are not of the age where we know anything no these listen the first few episodes had uh, first few seasons had known people you they have no known to us because we were 14 years younger no yeah nikku i swear no one knows i saw gen z knows each of these people i thought salman half the time didn't so the thing is i will give it to i have a very low opinion of salman khan that is known <laughs> if you follow me on twitter and all but at least what comes through is that he knows what he's doing is for money and he starts laughing at the shit that they they really talk a lot of shit the people on this show and uh, it's like he is just there having a good time thinking of the bank balance but radhe ma was there as a visiting i don't know what she was there as visiting dignitary i think because she was wearing a red velvet gown layered gown and she was holding her she has a little like a scepter which she holds and she has a little almost like a crown on her head and she doesn't like she nods her head like a doll like you know one of those russian dolls and she had three people with her who were like her clearly her assistants they were wearing normal clothes and she walked into the house to bless the house and then uh, big boss's voice whoever does that voice says thank you radhema for coming and blessing our house and uh, like we will have peace and something in the house now what i the only thing i want to comment on this is to bring radhema on this show and make it seem like she is some demi god or i don't know she's some saint not a saint it's like a god blessing you and that they are projecting this to all the people who watch big boss and it's the same you know all these asha asaram like a good bengali are saying asaram asaram bapu and all that why would you pitch up pitch this clearly dodgy person as someone who was not given any credibility at all and a lot of credibility was given and she's also laughing her way to the bank she must be like dude if you're going to ask me to come But actually, I'm thinking that should we now that Big Boss has come and Arnab and Times now clearly are competing for reality show. Yeah. You know, like that that Bhandari guy, the way he does. Oh, they keep the dance, the dance, the dance. He dances around the streets. And should we include that in Awful and Awesome or Hafta? Hafta. Arnab show. Arnab show. I can't do an Awful and Awesome. My head aches. I'm telling you. Well, I think that and Big Boss should be in the same category. I'm not joking. I'm serious. I think he's competing in. With with reality shows, he's not competing. because it's all his entire thing is fiction, na? What he discusses is fiction. And also the whole tamasha, shouting, voting, like they do in this also. And I mean, anyway. So I just think now, now his viewership may go down because people who want that will now come to Big Boss. Yeah. Want Badai Jagda. 
and the regular news listeners will what listen. i liked was and it speaks volumes about uh, uh, arnab is that he said something where salman or something he was saying and then salman sent a notice saying if my name is taken again i'm coming down on you guys with my lawyers and they know that if salman has a legal team to arnab he sent a notice yeah, yeah notice was sent to republic and they've stopped mentioning salman singh he said you can't mention my name without any cause Hmm. which is correct but the point is that most people don't have this legal he has a legal team which got him out of jail it's as simple as that <laughs> so, so you don't mess with salman khan but that is what it takes to shut up this one anna or he must have said you come out i am sitting in my big car outside and, and you are as, as soon as you're tired and you take a nap <laughs> on the pavement <laughs> so okay so rajpreet sen we shall end with um this song that um you said we should review which uh, sounds uh, like this was a stupid love you was a reckless to help was it obvious to everybody else she crying rashi she is she is heartfelt her singing is heartfelt That's so not just, crying it just sounded like crying to me no so this is billy eilish's uh, theme song for no time to die which is the 25th bond film and uh, so is billy eilish the love child of billy idol and a hilsa fish so bad <laughs> that would people have listened to the whole episode for this joke and you ended on this joke we've lost like whatever 10 subscribers we have listening to this also who was the person who wrote before who said that i all this is to get like eyeballs or something like what we are sunny leone's item number we are doing over here it's flattering everything so that's what we are but sadly i don't think he it sounded a little derogatory i just felt okay But I'll take in a way it could be a compliment also. No, it's not. Which is your favorite? So first of all, uh, no time to die. Everyone's been making fun of the name because during a pandemic, you don't want to release a film which is no time to die. <laughs> is that the irony of it all? And now it's been pushed. It's been pushed. It's been. It keeps getting pushed. Now it's pushed to next summer. Next year, April, which I understand they are saying we wanted to open on the same day internationally in theaters. Mm, so if that's not possible, we don't want it. Too much money has been spent on this film. I yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but uh, do you? So I used to really like the James Bond theme song. Some of them are my favorite songs, absolutely of all time. Do you have any favorite songs, Abhinandan? I feel like Simi Garewal. Well, uh, Rashi, I liked that. It was very unlike most other, because other James Bond songs are like very teener time. You know, Skyfall and it's a Skyfall. But there was one very catchy one, which is "View to a Kill." Oh, with a view to a kill. It sounded like a Pet Shop Boys or an Aha kind of song. No, I think it's a or it's a Duran Duran. So or a Wham or something. Oh. Yeah, it's Duran Duran. Yeah, so I thought that was a very unusual Bond song, which I liked. I love the Adele song. 
I, I think it was Skyfall. I forget. That was Skyfall, which you just made fun of. Huh, carry on. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, I, I can like it, but they all sound the same. Even Tina Turner's and the girl. Uh, and girl and I, but you didn't like that. But yeah, but, 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 She's being heartfelt. They've told her. I think she's trying too hard to do a James Bond song. That's what they've told her. Listen before you, Shirley Bassey, Tom Jones, Tina Turner, Adele, Madonna. Madonna's was the one of the shittiest ones actually. Nancy Sinatra sang that you only live twice. Then diamonds are a are forever. That Shirley Bassey songs were good. Goldfinger, diamonds are forever. Then she did uh, I forgot Moonraker. What was the theme song for Akshay Kumar's Mr. Bond? Do you remember? I think Mamta Kulkarni was in it. I'll check, but tell me about this Billy I'll check you, tell me about this Billy Idol song. But uh, this one, so I think she's trying a little too hard because it's a lot of very well-known people have sung songs before her. So I then checked whether I know any other Billy Eilish songs. I heard one or two, but I would not recognize them if I tried. But this is not the best. I have to say that, but the villains and all are very good in this one. In this, uh, not a time to die. But my absolute favorite Bond song would have to be this one. Bond girl is someone called Varsha and it's Akshay Kumar looking very Bond-like. It's from I Mr. Bond. He has put his chest hairs there in this film. He's wearing a suit, so I don't okay, know. Later he'll take it off, his chest hair was. This is before nice. How lovely. How, how, yeah, charming. Done. These are the inputs that I have on this. Who's podcast? your favorite Bond, Rajshri Sen? Sean Connery. I love Sean Connery. And then Sean Connery. Timothy Dalton was... The most sidey Bond ever. He was the bond. I didn't like Roger Moore. He had no lips. They were like those thin lips. I really like this guy a lot. Yeah, and no one thought when he was. Oh, Pierce Brosnan wasn't bad. I didn't like him. He was good. So that film is excellent with Pierce Brosnan, The Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. That is a really. I bumped into Pierce Brosnan once. I didn't know how to react. Where did you bump into him? I was in London. This was, I think, about eight, nine years ago. Huh? And. He's much taller in person than he looks. He looks very slight. What do you mean, Abhinanda? He looks tall only. He does. Achha, he, he doesn't look like... A, he's a biggish guy. I mean, he's... And there's huh. this guy with this white dadi and a white mooch. And, uh, you know, with a shirt. And he was pushing this pram and a lady walking with him. And I was... You uh, thought it's stolen grand, grandchild you thought it was. That was the child. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know who it was. That my friend who was with me huh. said uh, I had gone to meet her only. She was studying. Huh. So that's Pierce Brosnan. So I looked and fucking it was Pierce Brosnan, yeah. I was like, now what should I do? What did you do? <laughs> Nothing. So what did you do? Nothing. I, just looked, I looked at him and continued walking. <laughs> Useless, yeah. I, mean, I should have done a selfie, you should no? should have done something. I'm such an alpha loser. But uh, anyway, so uh, on that note, Rajshri, uh, you can do all the music reviews because clearly I too often have nothing to say. <laughs> no, you're just criticizing for no reason. I'm not criticizing. I was just joking. I was doing what my dadi used to say when you're I was doing music. I mean, I'm not. 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 I'm
crabity and nasty. That's me. And sometimes you know, you can be a little affectionate now and then, but it's so rare Very that rare. it seems like a big thing. Huh? So, on that note, Rajshri, I hope you will watch another week of Big Boss and give us a more oh, detailed update. Oh, of course update. I won't. Yeah, because no, this is not what you're paid for to come here and fucking no. do fuck all. You have First to give us a detail. You have to tell us to do this. You have to tell us exactly what happened in Big Boss. Who hit who? Who spat at who? What all happened? You have to tell us all that. Okay. You know, there's no politician this time. I just realized every time they have a politician, Sanjay, mm. what's his name? Sanjay Nirupam. And all those have been on Big Boss. Because now it's very dangerous to have a politician. Your channel will get shut down if it's from this side. If it's from That's the other true. side, there'll be backlash. So there are Congress politicians. No one has the wherewithal to shut anything down in Congress. No, but then if he says something on the BJP, then they'll have to shut down. Then Rahul Gandhi will have to come and stay in the Big Boss house. So basically, Big Boss <laughs> is now going to be devoid of its earlier charm that yeah. made it such a popular show. But I have to say there was one good thing. That uh, so they ripped off that Jimmy Kimmel thing from Emmys. You know where they show an audience full and he said we didn't know and they're like we've all seen that it happened on Emmys. But he did give a lecture on coronavirus that everyone who's come into the house has been tested. Please be safe. Your mustn't go out. Please wear your mask now. When Salman Khan says it, people will listen. That's the good But thing. He's in using his fame for something good also. Yeah. So he gave a full lecture. So do send us your feedback to contact at newslaundry.com and uh, please subscribe to News Laundry. Recommend us to your friends and your family. We don't take any ads, which is why we can do the kind of reporting that we do. We are unafraid. We don't give a rat's ass about whether this will go down well with X or Y because we depend on you and no corporate lobby or government advertisements that fund much of news can influence us. So do support our work. We have some wonderful reporters. Basant is right now in Bihar. We have an NL Sena project up. Go to newslaundry.com, click on NL Sena, and do contribute so that he can stay there for a month, travel all across Bihar, and bring you ground reports like all independent news media should but can't because the revenue model for them is broken. You can make ours work. So I repeat, if you have already subscribed, recommend us to others. But even now, more of you who are listening to this. Have not subscribed than those who have because I get the numbers of subscribers and I get the numbers of people who listen to this show and there are more people listening to this for free, which is fine if you can't afford it or you're a student. But if you can, do consider subscribing. Rajshree Sen, uh, you have anything to add before we say goodbye? No, I have nothing of worth to add. Imagine. But you can say that next year we will be coming with Big Boy Billionaires, which I've already watched, but Abhinandan hasn't watched, so that's why we are discussing it next. Abey, ek hafte mein kya paanch cheeze dekhunga? Main wo kam nahi karunga. Main kuch. I watch. I worked also. I cooked food for bloody thirty people also today and said it out. Do you know? Yeah, banana. I as a people on this podcast. अच्छा चलो बाद में बाद में करियो. वो बाद में बताना मुझे. Okay, Rajdeep sir. Now it's been stopped. Menu of order I cook. So a lot of work has happened. I just want you to know. But bad boy billionaires, uh, Abhinandan, please watch it. It has your favorite person is in every episode. Who? Navika Kumar. Oh, nice, lovely. So one thing I just want to say, and we discuss it in detail. I have. It's like walking through Indian TV news uh, through the years because you have. All the people who used to be in news journalism who are now no longer—you realize how many people have left 
when you see the people who are you know they have clips and all and uh, vasu srinivasan jain is looking very uh, handsome wow. because it's from 20 years back the footage so he that is best absolutely but navika is looking the same she's like advani she has not changed amazing she's she's no chalo excellent yes, in time even never ate you on that note thank you mr sacred thank you mr sen and it's a wrap all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.